today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Uh, I think if you think traditionally about uh, credit bureaus, you think, oh, well, they serve lenders. It's a B2B uh, marketplace. Uh, and more and more, we think about being a B2B to C player, where at the end of the day, we're enabling our lenders to serve the consumer. And, and at points in their life when you know it's really big, important decisions, like buying a house, buying a car, maybe getting their first job, maybe getting uh, their first apartment. Uh, and the cloud and APIs and advanced analytics and data play into how do you make that more of a seamless consumer experience. Welcome to the Tearsheet Podcast. I'm Tearsheet Editor-in-Chief, Zach Miller. Today's guest on the podcast is experienced Chief Product Officer, Greg Wright. Listening to Greg, you get a feeling for how the role of credit bureau is changing, to the point of even who they serve is evolving. We discuss fintech trends like cloud, APIs, and alt data, and how they're impacting experience ecosystem. Greg shares his thoughts on expanding credit to more people, and how the credit score is changing with the times. Greg Wright is my guest today on the Tearsheet Podcast. Hi, Zach. Uh, thanks for having me on the Tearsheet. Uh, very excited to be here. My name is Gregory Wright. I'm the Chief Product Officer for the Credit Bureau uh, from Experian in North America. Uh, essentially, what I do as a Chief Product Officer is I drive the strategic vision of what we're doing with the Credit Bureau, uh, what our product roadmaps look like, and how we drive growth and innovation uh, through bringing innovative new solutions to the market that both serve our consumers as well as uh, serve our clients in the lending space. Amazing. And welcome to the podcast. Um, Thank you. We talk a with a lot of the participants on this podcast about certain trends, cloud, APIs, sort of embedded. Um, we even have a conference coming up in two weeks about embedded finance, alternative data. These are themes that we, we, we deal with a lot. How have those, how have fintech trends, I guess, impacted the credit ecosystem? Yeah, so at Experian, uh, I think if you think about the credit bureau traditionally, you think about big data, you think about analytics, and I think that's really an important part of it. Um, but more and more, I think um, the way I think about how we drive innovation and new solutions to market is not only through data, but also through advanced analytics. Uh, so mm -hmm. not just your traditional analytics, but through machine learning and AI. Uh, and all that rests upon having, you know, really world-class technology platforms. And that includes uh, having cloud-based solutions, um, leveraging the power of the cloud, having uh, easy integration points through modern APIs. And so when you think about uh, the credit bureau now and into the future, you, you have to think about not only the data, but also the advanced analytics and the technology that we bring to the table. Uh, and it really is changing how consumer credit works. Uh, it's changing how people uh, interact with their lenders, how they interact with um, getting the right kinds of products. And you know, when we think about uh, who we want to be as a credit bureau, we want to be the consumer's bureau. Uh, and that was a mission that our CEO, Brian Kasson, set us on uh, more than five years ago. Uh, and, and what does that mean? Uh, I think if you think traditionally about uh, credit bureaus, you think, oh, well, they serve lenders. It's a B2B uh, marketplace. Uh, and more and more, we think about being a B2B2C player, where at the end of the day, we're enabling our lenders to serve the consumer. And, and at points in their life when you know it's really big, important decisions, like buying a house, buying a car, maybe getting their first job, maybe getting uh, their first apartment. Uh, and the cloud and APIs and advanced analytics and data play into how do you make that more of a seamless consumer experience? Uh, I think you know one of the biggest changes in consumer expectation is things like uh, smartphones, uh, 
instant access to apps and, and cloud-based solutions where things happen, you know, uh, at the speed of your thumb and mm -hmm. you expect that to be available in your pocket 24-7, uh, uh, not just banking hours and when the branch is open, right? So we now have to enable that for our lenders and our financial institutions and our landlords to be accessible 24-7 anytime a consumer wants to engage. And that's all, if you don't have cloud solutions with APIs and advanced analytics all behind the scenes, creating those seamless consumer experiences, you're going to become irrelevant and fall behind. Were, were those skills... Um ones that you traditionally had on your team or did you have to look outside experience to get some of the, I'm talking in terms of talent, uh, people who, who are very familiar with cloud, you know, APIs, alternative data, analytics? Yeah, great question. And, may, and maybe that's an interesting uh, opportunity for me to talk a little bit about my background too. So I'm, I'm not kind of your traditional financial services credit uh, expert, um, although I've had to become one uh, clearly in this role. Uh, I, my background is more from Silicon Valley. Uh, mm -hmm. I spent eight years at Intuit. Um, I ran teams uh, for product and design and marketing for uh, direct to small business and direct to consumer like QuickBooks and Mint.com and Quicken in the personal and small business accounting and financial world. Uh, and there I really learned how to become customer obsessed and, and really understand uh, what is the job that we're trying to solve? What's the problem we're trying to solve for the end consumer, for the end small business? And I've been able to translate that into now thinking through what is the consumer ultimately trying to do mm. through their lender or through their landlord or through their, um, you know, whatever uh, job they're trying to get done. And then re-engineering, how do we accomplish that through data and analytics and technology for our lenders and for our financial institutions to create the best consumer experience possible? Uh, and to your point, um, you know, when I joined the team with Experian more than four years ago, uh, you really have to think differently about uh, our, how products partners with our, our development and engineering teams. Uh, you know, we were going through a transformation to agile uh, development and the, the partnership and collaboration between sales and, and product and engineering had to evolve as we went through that process. Uh, and then, you know, who you bring onto your team also changes. People who have a mobile first mindset, people who are more entrepreneurial uh, and balancing that with, uh, the technical product managers with the creative entrepreneurial and innovative product managers with uh, a lot of the folks that we already had on the team, which were credit domain experts and client, uh, you know, facing who really understood our needs of our clients, but trying to find that balance um, because I think we were probably more overweighted towards financial services, client experts and domain expertise. Uh, and so as I've evolved the team, uh, and working with our, our development teams and bringing on more agile development processes, as well as having the product managers who can engage in that um, in that agile process and innovative process. It, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds that way. So I, I want to go back into, I guess, another form of, or another trend at least, and it's also one we hear a lot on the podcast, and that's with not just financial data, but consumer permission data. Um, and if that is impacting uh, how you're calculating credit scores or if, if and how that's evolving. Um, can you touch on that trend, I guess, towards uh, consumer permission data? Yeah, I love that question. And I, again, it kind of goes back to the heart of what does it mean to be the consumer's bureau? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and again, if you think about traditional credit re you know, reporting agencies, like traditional credit bureaus, you don't think of them as first and foremost, thinking about the consumer journey, the consumer experience, but that's really the challenge that we put ourselves to. 
Uh, and I think what you see more and more in today's world is consumers want to control the access to their own data. They want to be in the driver's seat and we want to enable that. Um, you know, my own personal journey, I've been working in the consumer permission data space for um, north of 15 years now. So mm -hmm. you think back to QuickBooks and Mint and Quicken, those were all solutions that were actually dependent on consumer permission data. You would, uh, exactly. you know, the majority of consumers would log into their bank accounts through those applications, download all the data, making it super simple uh, to use products like Mint and have it just instantly with your mobile device, see where you're spending all your money and seeing all your bank account information in one place. And it's kind of a, almost a magical experience. If you've ever used Mint or, or uh, dived in as a small business owner into QuickBooks, like gone were the days of hand entering every single transaction and every invoice and every bill payment, like all that could just be downloaded through your bank account. Mm -hmm. And, you know, trying to create the right product experience in the consumer journey by really taking all the heavy burden of that data entry and just making that magically available to you in great charts and graphs and workflows, whether it was QuickBooks or Mint, uh, really kind of changed how I thought about consumer permission data and that with the right value proposition, with the right solving the right jobs for consumers, they're actually willing to share that kind of heavy uh, speed bump of here's my bank account information, my username and my password. Mm -hmm. uh, and even there, I think we're evolving, right? I mean, the, the, the vast majority of connections to long tail banks is still through kind of those, you know, username, credentials. password, yeah. credentials, uh, but we're moving into a new world of, you know, more federated um, uh, sign on and you mm -hmm. know, tokenization and more secure connections and direct connections to banks. So I'm excited to see where that goes, because I think it's a, a future that sh uh, will even provide more control for the consumer if we go about it in the right way. Now, when I came to the credit bureau, um, you know, I really thought long and hard about, well, how do I bring a consumer permission model to the credit bureau? Uh, and, you know, there have been ideas bouncing around within Experian for more than uh, 10 years about, hey, why don't we have consumers contribute data to their credit report to improve their credit access, uh, to provide a more holistic, comprehensive view of the credit report. But the reality is it, it was really hard. Uh, there's a lot of regulations you have to work through. There's the technology of the credit report itself that you know uh, was still running on relatively legacy uh, technology and a lot of barriers, right? And so that's what I love about innovation. Innovation is all about driving through barriers, uh, questioning the way we always did things and, th and seeing if there's a new way we can solve a job for a consumer. Um, and so I'm gonna maybe just talk a little bit about one of those innovations breakthroughs that we had. Um, and we did this with a partner uh, where uh, similar technology to what we did uh, at Intuit, where we could download bank statement transaction data in a read-only way uh, by a consumer giving their bank credential information, we could download, uh, you know, 12 to 24 months of bank statement data. Uh, and, and, and we developed a product around that called Experian Boost. Uh, and if you watch any type of live sports, you've probably seen a commercial for Experian mm -hmm. Boost and you may have seen our purple cow. Um, but, but behind all the, the marketing, which is awesome, is really a fundamental change in how we view the credit report itself, that consumers should be able to provide a more comprehensive view of their financial life. And that should improve lenders' ability to lend to them because they see a more complete financial picture. And, and one of the ways that we you know, challenged uh, the status quo on this is historically, and, and Experian has been trying to get you know, maybe for 10, 15 years to get utility uh, providers and for mobile carriers and for 
um, TV and cable uh, providers to provide and furnish data like banks do to the credit bureaus. But historically, they just have not done that. Um, and so uh, that data, your bill, your positive bill payment history is not part of your credit report for the most part. Now, there's pockets here and there where we get the data, uh, but generally that's not furnished to a credit bureau. And so lenders can't see that you've been paying your bills on time for you know, two, three, four years. Um, now, what we showed through uh, advanced analytics and our analytical, uh, taking a look at the credit uh, bureau data itself, plus um, the ability to see positive uh, utility payment, positive mobile uh, carrier, you know, paying your, your, your cell phone bill on a regular basis actually does show that you are a better credit risk. Uh, and we were able to do that uh, by doing analysis with the FICO score and showing past behavior. And then if we added in the positive bill payment history to that, that behavior, uh, you know, a year back, two years back, and then see how the score actually adjusts to that positive bill payment history, you actually see that the consumer behaves at that higher credit score. Uh, and so we wanted to make that available to all consumers and we wanted to do it for free. Um, and so you may know we have Experian.com, which is a, a free service we provide that gives you access to your credit report. You can see your credit history. Uh, it also has some other services around identity protection. Um, but essentially through that service, that free website, um, if you go to Experian.com, you can now actually go to Experian Boost, add your bank account where you pay your bills. And when you do that, we, we, we get your bank credentials, we download 24 months of bank statement uh, data, which again is read only. And then we categorize it and find all your positive bill payment history, whether it's utility bills, your water bill, your electric bill, your, your cell phone bill, your cable TV. Now we've added Netflix and Hulu and you know, any other streaming um, uh, uh, trends that are going on. And now you can add that directly to your credit report. It's not you know, kind of added as a supplement, it's added as an actual trade line to the credit report itself. Uh, and to do that, we had to break a lot of things. Um, we had to be able to instantly add new data to your credit report, which if you know anything about credit reports, generally that's updated on kind of a monthly basis. So now in a real time on a phone, you put in your bank credentials within minutes, it's added to your credit report. You can see it now on your credit report. Not only that, we had to instantly recalculate your FICO score and send it back to you. And so again, within minutes, you can connect your bank account, add your trade lines that are utility payments and cell phone, and then instantly see the improvement to your credit score, which we call, you know, Experian Boost. And, you know, from, from the day one of starting this project, we said, this can't be 24 hour turnaround. It can't be two week turnaround. This has to be real time. While you're on a mobile device, you can instantly see the impact to your credit score. And what we see, um, you know, we now have had millions of people connect their bank account information to Experian Boost. Uh, over two and a half million have seen their credit scores go up. Um, uh, you know, basically about two thirds of the time, someone will see an improvement in their score because if you think about it, this is positive bill payment data. So it's just you paying more bills on time. Uh, and the best part about it is as a consumer, you are completely in control. If you decide a month from now or two weeks or even the next day, you can turn the account access to your bank account off. You can delete um, specific trade lines if you don't wanna be sharing that data going forward. So you're 100% in control. Uh, and, and we've seen just people are completely delighted. Like they are surprised and blown away that, that instantly they can see that improvement. So, so that's a good segue into the next question I had for you, Greg. And, and that has to yeah. do with, um, it sounds like some of those changes you're making are expanding credit, giving 
getting giving credit to people who might not have been able to access it before or people to get higher credit because they're judged on different criteria. Um, are there other ways that you're thinking about expanding credit? And I guess, how does that play into the, like the modern credit score? How has the credit score evolved to incorporate that? Yeah, so again, the, the Experian Boost is a great way for consumers to take control and add their own data to their credit report uh, instantly and see the improvement. Um, but we also work very closely with lenders. Um, you know, 89% of lenders believe that uh, harnessing and using extended, what we call extended FCRA data uh, or other people call alternative credit data also is a way to serve more clients and serve more consumers. Uh, especially when you think about um, what we call thin files. If you only have a few credit cards or, mm -hmm. or, or trade lines on your credit report, you might it might be difficult to score you accurately. Or if you're new to credit, um, or maybe you don't have a credit report yet, um, that makes it really hard for people to get that kind of first-time access to credit. And so we look really carefully at other data sources that are still under the regulatory framework the, of the credit reporting process, but are not traditionally on your credit report itself. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we've invested in and acquired assets like uh, Clarity Services, which is a alternative financial services space that serves the uh, payday lending and short-term installment loan space. Uh, that actually is really accurate credit data um, that doesn't show up on your credit report. Uh, we have other uh, assets we've acquired over time, like. Uh, uh, we have what we call the rent bureau, which is actually looking at and, and trying to collect uh, rental history and paying your rent on time. It's actually also another really great credit determinant. And also things like, did you leave on good terms with your landlord the last time you rented an apartment? Or did you leave with damage or you didn't pay last month's rent or other things? Those have um, credit worthiness impacts as well. And so we're looking at how we can leverage different types of data assets. And then when you combine the alternative data assets or extended FCRA data assets with advanced analytics, that's where you can really drive up predictiveness when you might have a thin credit report or you might be in subprime or deep subprime. And so as lenders wanna go expand their universe of who they can lend to without taking on a lot more risk, uh, one of the ways you do that is looking at uh, these extended uh, FCRA or alternative data sources. Um, and one of the areas that Experian has also led the innovation uh, wave on is also looking at trended data uh, uh, sets. So What's traditionally that? a credit report is a snapshot. It's like in a moment of time, how many credit cards do you have? What's your outstanding balance? Are you, you know, are you paid in full? Are you paying on time? But trended data looks at 24 months of behavior. So are you you know, is your utilization rate going down over time? So you're actually deleveraging and, and you're probably a better credit risk um, or are you suddenly ramping up your utilization uh, on your credit cards and personal lending? Uh, and so looking at those behaviors over time can show things around payment stress and ability to pay and other types of uh, credit worthiness attributes that lenders can use to say, okay, this person in this snapshot in time may have the same credit scores as this other consumer but one's deleveraging and reducing their use of credit while the other's you know, increasing their use of credit. And so that might actually indicate that they're actually a different um, level of risk. You combine that trended data risk attributes along with uh, alternative data assets. And suddenly you see, again, this broader picture of who the consumer is. And so when you think about 
trended data plus the credit report plus alternative data sets like alternative financial services or rent behavior, combine them with boost data with utility payments and other things, you can really see how beyond your traditional credit report, you can see a lot more about where that consumer is and are they ready to take on a new auto loan or a new credit card or a personal loan. I, I want to go back to to Boost. Obviously, the 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 ads are showing now. Was that was that a product that you launched during the pandemic? Uh, well, we launched it um, about a year before uh, okay. the, the pandemic hit in the U.S. Uh, but it was ramping up over that time. Uh, and if anything, we've seen even more interest in mm-hmm. through sense. the pandemic. People understanding what's happening to my credit. Um, what's my credit score right now? How can I improve my credit score? Uh, you know, people want to maintain access to credit um, during these kind of uncertain economic times. Uh, I think the good news is, you know, we recently published uh, an annual state of credit report, and we found that consumers are generally maintaining a healthy credit report right now. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that is, you know, definitely helped by uh, what lenders have done to help people who've been impacted by the pandemic and by the economic um, uncertainty and and some and sometimes unemployment, uh, where they've you know, uh, had loan forbearance or loan forgiveness programs or uh, deferral programs. Um, And so, and also the stimulus packages early on in, you know, March and May, um, those have helped people stay cash flow positive. And in fact, we've seen savings rates go up generally, if you look at the overall economic data and that people have been paying down debt, Uh, they use that um, surplus in cash to actually pay down their debt. So generally we see a pretty healthy um, situation now. I think we still see, though, the you know the pandemic is uh, at an all-time high right now, and and only uh, accelerating into the fall and winter, um, and there's still economic uncertainty. So, you know, we still have a ways to play this out, and I think tools like um, Experian Boost can help consumers, uh, you know, maintain and improve their credit score over time. Uh, I think tracking both your identity, uh, uh, making sure that you're not a victim of fraud during these. Um, pandemic times. I mean, I think that we've only seen fraud increase during this period. Um, and, and, you know, we, we can probably talk about some of the trends on that front as well. Uh, but it really is all time high important to be able to monitor and track your credit score at this at this point. So we have time for one last question. And um, I'm interested in looking forward as you just started to do. Um, what kind of things are on your plate? What are, what are your priorities as you look out to the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021? Yeah. Um, so one, I'll just call out, um, you know, as we've seen fraud tick up um, uh, during the pandemic, we, we've actually launched a new product that we're excited to now starting to get traction with some of our largest clients. Uh, it's called Sure Profile. And it's the first time that we've, it's the first time the industry has ever combined the traditional credit report itself with an assurance that this is not a synthetic identity. And I, I, we probably could talk a whole nother podcast about synthetic identity, frankly, but this is where fraudsters create uh, identities out of pieces of other identities. And mm-hmm. then they use that and cultivate that to then, you know, nine months, maybe 12 months, maybe even a couple of years later, what they call breakout. And then, you know, they might've stacked up personal loans or credit cards or other things and, and then leverage those all at once and they take all the money uh, and then they disappear. Uh, we've been able to use advanced analytics and all of our various data assets to figure out, does this, pr- credit report actually represent a real person 
or does it look like it could be a high risk uh, that it could be a synthetic identity? And Sure Profile combines this is a credit report and we assure that this is a real person. Uh, about 90, 95% of the time we can say, yeah, this is a real person. And in fact, we're so sure of that, that if we get it wrong, uh, you know, we, we can negotiate with lenders that will actually take part of the loss uh, of that um, credit loss if they actually wow. were a victim of synthetic identity. So it's a pretty game changing uh, approach um, uh, to thinking about credit risk and fraud and combining that in the top of the funnel rather than a lot of fraud checks happen after the fact. Uh, and we think trying to catch that in the very front of your lending process is the right way to go. Uh, another um, you know, I'll just call it two other things that I think are really relevant during this kind of uncertain economic times and during a pandemic. Uh, we've collected our best um, predictive scores, uh, especially when you're seeing kind of uncertain economic times and higher unemployment rates, um, trying to look at credit data in a different way to see payment stress, ability to pay, uh, you know, looking at those trended data attributes in ways to help identify, is this consumer still ready to take on more debt? And can we lend responsibly? Because what we wanna be able to do is enable clients to not just shut down and reduce their credit windows drastically. We want them to lend strategically to the right consumers who can take on responsible that debt rather than just chugging it off to everybody. Because as you know, you know, the credit cycle is the economic cycle. And if we close down credit availability to consumers that actually harms the economy overall. And so we believe it's our job uh, as a credit bureau to serve our clients, to help them lend in these uncertain economic times in a way that doesn't uh, bring on a lot of risk, but also continues to allow them to serve their consumers and actually keep the economy flowing. Uh, and so that's a really important job that we have to not only serve our clients and our consumers, but also the entire economy. And we do that through um, this, what we call the economic response and recovery suite of, of attributes, and it's a data uh, attribute analytical set that we can bring to our clients to help them refine their uh, their lending strategies. And then we've also combined that into what we call Experian Lift, which is a generic uh, alternative credit score. Um, you know, it, it, it helps you score in the, in the no hits and the thin file spaces, leveraging all of our trended data and clarity data and alternative extended FCRA data assets combined with uh, artificial intelligence to build that model up. And we've been able to see um, north of a 25% increase in our ability to predict credit worthiness in kind of the subprime space, no hit, thin file. And we're excited to, to get that to market as well. And we see that all these tools are really to help lenders view the consumer and lending landscape with uh, better visibility, with more data, with better analytics during a time of uncertainty, which should help them continue lending in a very uncertain time. Craig, thanks for joining us on the Tearsheet Podcast today. Thank you for the opportunity, Zach. It was re really great to join you.